whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Brought to you by Rock Antenna, Germany's number one rock radio station. Good morning, good morning. We slept on. Hello. Hello. Hi, this is Marina from Rock Antenna. <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> Hello. Oh, what a nice uh, welcoming like song. <laughs> well, it, it's a famous old song, I think. We slept the whole night. Sort of that era of like, 40s or 50s in America with all that. Well, thank you so much, Francis Rossi of Status Quo, for taking time. Uh, here huh? you are in a great mood, right? I'm in show business. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in a particularly good mood, but um, I'm oh, a Gemini. I'm... I don't know if you're into that star sign thing. So half of me is always la 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 la, and the other half's going dun 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 dun. Oh. But you know, I'm talking to someone that I like to talk, and um, I'm eating a bowl of porridge. I'm going sushi tonight, so everything is good. It sounds mm -hmm. really good. So, um, Francis, thank you so much uh, for taking time again. So well, that I'm going to tell you that during the interview, I'm going to be eating porridge with okay. raisins in it. <laughs> Okay, enjoy. I'm just, I'm, I'm just being silly, Gary. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, please enjoy. Go ahead. It has huh? like a nice, nice uh, morning uh, uh, atmosphere. Then <laughs> it is. I have to try and use this stuff. I'm trying to stay healthy and not eat rubbish. Right. <laughs> so, um, how are you holding up then during these weird times um, in the UK? There, you know, people are going back to concerts. So, what do you think about that? Well, they're telling everybody they're going back to concerts, but it's kind of sporadic, and there are mixed reports. Now, I'm supposed to be very showbiz and be positive and say, yes, it's all fantastic. But the truth is, like everybody, everybody's kind of getting nervous again because I believe Germany's thinking about a lockdown, Austria's in lockdown, yeah. uh, Holland are in possible lockdown. Well, and the first time this all happened, England kept saying, no, we're fine, and then England locked down. So I'm not sure. But the overall thing that happened when we first went into lockdown, I found it great because it was kind of a forced uh, rest and slowdown. I've never slowed down so much or calmed down so much as the beginning of the lockdown because I could worry about it, but it was pointless. There was nothing I could do. Yeah. And, and normally in, in the, in the pre-COVID world, If I had a long time off, I would worry and get concerned about what we should be doing and shouldn't be doing. So to a degree, the lockdown to me was uh, not therapeutic, but very good because I slowed down and calmed down. Now, the danger is when I've got to go back, uh, we go to rehearsals in February. Um, I'm two years older than I was last time we toured. I've never been off this long in my life. Mm -hmm. And so all those real things begin to be, uh oh, this is a worry. Mm -hmm. But I do worry about anything. When when I was very young, my grandparents had this small factory. And in one of the rooms in this factory were these machines that went on at five in the morning and were turned off at midnight. And I would go in there sometimes and turn them off because I felt sorry for them, been running all day. Oh. So, I will, so I will worry about stuff that's pointless worrying about. So going back to what you said, everybody's very concerned. Everything in production is going ahead as though we're actually going to Europe and we're getting ready for Europe. But the reality is, are we all sure? And none of us are sure. Yeah. But we all have to go ahead because there's nothing else we can all do. We need to, okay, this is what we all do. 
perhaps that sounds negative. I'm trying to make it sound more realistic. That you can just say everything is fabulous. Just buy a lottery ticket. Everything will be fine. But I hope so. We do too. I mean, um, you already mentioned and um, you're going into practice and rehearsing um, in February. You've got tours uh, coming on. There's for once, there's the postponed uh, backbone tour. Uh -huh. That uh -huh. one's on in March next year. And then you also just announced another run, which makes me really excited as well. Uh, it's a special Christmas tour. At the moment, we are just, you know, before Christmas, pre-Christmas time. Yeah. Are you guys so much into Christmas that you wanted to do like a, a tour because of because you just love Christmas? Well, for years, we've done a Christmas tour as such. And uh, it, particularly, I like being in Deutschland. We like being in Deutschland. Our PA, the day before yesterday, on the band WhatsApp, she sent us all a picture of the... Um, Christmas market in, in Munich yeah. and everybody in the band's going oh yeah so apart from the idea that we like touring and people are in a good mood that time of year and it's kind of celebratory and festive I quite like the winter I like the idea that the, the, the year is closing down the sun tells yeah. us that the year is closing down everybody's in um, a very good happy frame of mind so whatever happens with what we were just talking about by then i hope or if if not people will still have that vibe of the go and try and do something the tickets so far have gone extremely well yeah so the positives uh, to try and balance with my negatives were that the tickets are looking very well and all the shows should be pretty much sold out so that makes a great feeling too And we also have done tours in Deutschland before with Manfred Mann's band, Earth Band, who we get on very well with. And it is usually a very good ticket for audiences that the two bands work very well. Manfred's band is loved a lot in Germany. And so you're always trying to give the audience a better ticket, better value for money. But that's what showbiz is always done, to take them out of their, their normal lives, if you wish. So I think this period and next year, generally, is to take people away from the realities of what's been going on. Oh, that's really nicely put. You already mentioned uh, you have your special guest, Man for Man's Earth Band, um, on uh, this out, out quoing Christmas tour um, mm. next year. Can uh, the fans also expect uh, features like uh, you and Man for Man's Earth Band um, doing songs together? I really don't know. I don't think so. We've never done that before. And um, First time then? <laughs> maybe. They are very musical and far better than us, I think. <laughs> uh, no. But, uh, um, the idea, as I said, was to be, we did it some years ago, and Klaus Burnish, the promoter, came to see me in, in 2018 or 19 and said, would you like to do another one like that? Because there's something good for the bands and everybody, the crew and the caterers on a tour that has a great vibe like that and is, 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 is a successful tour. Yeah. Everybody will tell you it's so much nicer being on a successful tour. Because like you said, when I answered the phone, everybody is kind of happy that it's success is good That's and it great. makes people feel good. So uh, as long as they, I think I've, uh, the last time I remember to it, I remember watching them and seeing the audience, that the audience want to see both bands. That's what it is, I think, too, yeah. Yeah, rather than they don't want to see the, uh, the first act. I think it gets along like perfectly you know what i mean it's great when you get along like within the bands as well because you've got well on the christmas uh, tour you've got a few dates but all together this whole year in 2022 you as a status quo has have 17 gigs uh, all just in germany may i ask uh, what's the special connection for you with germany i mean we're happy about it <laughs> we're excited the well, first time i came to germany i think it was 1969 
<laughs> and yeah. um, and we've been t- touring heavily there really since probably 1970. We used to base ourselves in Bielefeld, mm-hmm. and we used to work out of there and slowly build our audience up around Deutschland. And the idea of being in Germany for us, as I said, it's not one of those things that people just say. I know that the moment I get to to Germany on the first day off, see, we <laughs> we look for something to eat, which mm-hmm. would be good. We will, I will go to Kaufhof. I will get the Olymp shirts. So will Andrew Bound. We go and buy 30 or 40 shirts. Okay. I go and buy um, uh, Levi's because in Deutschland they're better than the ones I can buy here. Okay. Or anywhere else. And I go out and buy shoes, which are Italian, but I get them in Germany. And then there's a Christmas market. And then it's just, I don't know why. It's a feeling. But it's a feeling that we've always had about Deutschland. I suppose having been there so much, so often. Yeah. And the whole thing about, I know Germans don't like to hear it, but their efficiency and the way they do things. <laughs> I love to feel part of that. And quite often you'll see us go into a venue and go, look at this. Look, look how brilliant this door is. Look how great this window is. <laughs> That's amazing, though. That's But it's the truth. That's how I walk around in, like, the UK or something. It's like, oh, look at this building. Look at that building. <laughs> It's exactly the opposite. But I guess, you yeah. know, if you're not used to it or something, then... <laughs> It's true. I do appreciate the architecture here, too. But, and I think the, um, the, the Germans and the English are far... Um, lots of English probably don't want to hear this, but we're very closely related and uh, we don't talk about that. So um, when you said, like, closely related, it just reminds me of um, when I've been to the UK um, a few years ago, you also have, like, quite a few Christmas markets. Um, so I got to ask you, you know, what's your, what is your favorite Christmas tradition? Maybe it's British, maybe it's from somewhere else. No, my family, when I... Grow up, I grew up with Italians. Half of my family are Italian, half are English, Irishy people. But on Christmas Eve, which we're pre- we prep every year, I do it here. Most of the family come round. Well, now my immediate family, all of my children—that's the seven or eight children—and my brother and his children. So we have perhaps uh, f- nearly 40 people for a meal, and it's very much with um, some spaghetti, spaghetti al olio, pepperoncino with beans, with confagioli. I love and my mother, the wife does the lasagna and we have antipasti and uh, it's, everybody just kind of eats. I think it's possibly come from um, a Catholic background where the Italians would, they would fast all day and then eat at night. Uh, initially it was to go to midnight mass and then eat, but I don't go there. I just start eating about five o'clock. <laughs> and, and that's the one thing I most look forward to at Christmas is Christmas Eve. Oh, that sounds so lovely. It sounds like a really nice get-together of everybody. Sounds great. It is. My wife at the moment, um, she's got one, two, three. I think we've got four Christmas trees at the moment. <laughs> She used to do uh, seven and then some in the children's bedrooms. But the children are a bit too old now, so she doesn't do that. But we've got four, four up at the moment. We may get to five and she may put one in the studio as well. <laughs> well she loves ne- Christmas. You're never too old for a good Christmas tree. And you're never too old for an advent calendar. <laughs> no, it's right. And not only that, they put chocolate on it. The children can't wait to open it each day, I know. Right. <laughs> I had to take my wife once to a place in Berlin. They have a huge 
store in Berlin that's kind of circular and you just go up floors and um, we had to spend a day there with her looking at all sorts of Christmas stuff while myself and some of the kids went sushi and that was that was it really so it sounds cool though so as much as I, I'd love to talk with you about Christmas the I'm whole sorry. whole day <laughs> I'd like to ask him about the upcoming tour the Backbone tour I mean you released your latest record Backbone in 2019 mm. um, obviously it had uh, the tour had to be postponed uh, several times mm. now in spring you're finally coming hopefully fingers crossed um, yeah. which song are you most looking forward to play live and why from backbone i think i'm looking forward to playing backing off because andrew and i wrote backing off um on a day off in ulm in the bus one morning we got together in the bus and um in the front lounge of the bus and wrote this song called backing off which we rather liked and i'm looking forward to playing that but one i always liked playing for many years is a track called the oriental Mm -hmm. which um, is very un-PC because you're not supposed to say things like that anymore. But we might change the title to The Easterner. It's just, oh, The Easterner instead of The Oriental. But it's that I'm looking forward to playing Backing Off from um, Backbone. Okay. You said it before, like you could um, slow down now during the pandemic. Mm. Did you also have time to like write new music, work on new music, or did you really just step back? No, for a while, uh, for a while it just went nothing. I didn't. I did. I painted a few sheds. Mm -hmm. I sat in the garden quite a lot, and we have this pigeon that my daughter saved when it was a tiny baby. His name's Sid, and he comes. I feed him every day no. for the last I don't know ten years, and he just came and sat beside me like a dog. <laughs> he sits beside me on the grass, but it was very pleasant, idyllic times. It was extremely quiet. The skies were really blue. But then um, a cousin of mine, her husband, has been asking me to do stuff for him for a long time, and we did an album together. Um, was most enjoyable to do. Mm -hmm. But mainly, I have a problem. Is I've I've tried to increase my exercise now again. Mm -hmm. I tried to swim again a bit more this morning and a bit more. I need to slowly increase that. Mm -hmm. And um, I, will, I practice every day anyway. I need to increase that. Then by well, next beginning of December, I will come in this room where I'm now and try and run the set once a day on my own, which is what the rest of the band will do. Mm -hmm. Because as, as we've never been off this long before, yeah. we have two weeks rehearsal, 14 days. We'd normally do four days, I think. I've never been off this long before. I'm not sure whether it's going to hurt a lot because I've slowed down so much and got older, obviously, two years older without working. All the I told you I worry about things, didn't I? <laughs> so I'm worrying about all those. And, and, and what will happen in the end, it's kind of, oh, let's just go and do it. Yeah. And then you have to face it from there. I'm sure first couple of days of rehearsal are going to be horrendous in terms of the noise mm -hmm. because it will be untogether. And when it's untogether like that, it's just this thunderous noise that's not very nice. And you have to do it and get through that. Mm -hmm. Like, I suppose, any um, rehab in, um, or physio that you might do from a, uh, from a sports injury, you have to go through that pain and then... It comes back. Yeah. Which reminds me, I have to do that as well. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you're like all in preparations and, you know, you said you're worrying a lot, but I think yeah. there's nothing to worry about. You'll be fine. I'm pretty sure about that. <laughs> well, We're just I think happy I, to see I, you I, again. Sublimin subliminally, I think I think that. But I have this, I've always had this feeling, if we just leave it, that it'll be fine, mm. but you can fall flat on your face. Whereas if I prepare to fall on my flat on my face, 
If I do, it won't be so bad. Yeah. And I'm less likely to do it because I'm prepared for it. <laughs> <laughs> and I think our world has that thing about expectations. I'm glad you didn't ask me to say, is it going to be fantastic? I said, well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so and is it going to be fantastic? There, no, yes, but if I go out there trying to make it fantastic, I'm thinking, well, isn't it fantastic? And I've learned, for me anyhow, that I go out, I try to be as calm as possible, and then it builds, and then that magic happens. And when that magic happens, whether it's other people are seeing it that way, because it sounds a bit self-centered, but... When that magic happens, it's like wow. it's like the magic between two people when they're kind of, mm, 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 you know, this magic happens. Yeah. And we're always looking and trying to find that magic, but every night. So it's, sometimes it doesn't. So I don't have any expectation. I just worry. <laughs> but it's so nice to, you know, to just hear that after all these years, like, mm. I mean, you, you found it status quo in, in the 60s. Um, mm. And after all these years, you're still like worrying about and, and still like kind of like nervous. And it, it, just makes you seem very down to earth and that's well, really I, nice. I, I like to think that it's caring about it. I don't, yeah. I'm not very good and I've met obviously uh, the various people in show business. Some people don't really care and I find that it makes me Yeah. How dare you think that about those people because it's always fascinating that without fans we're this bunch of guys playing in an empty room, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, and that's what any band is without fans. And they make us feel special. They make us feel elated. But we mustn't get carried away yeah. thinking we're that special. We're just very popular with some people. The rest <laughs> of the planet doesn't care. <laughs> well, we that's, do. That, that, that's a leveler for me. I find that good. <laughs> well, we do care and we can't wait to see you guys live again. <laughs> have you lived in England? Uh, yeah, I have actually, but only for half a year in London, in Shepherd's yes, Bush. Yes, well, you, you picked up can't very well. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> That's what I heard, the English. I thought she's lived in England. Oh, can't. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> I <good>. appreciate it. <laughs> Well, um, Francis, uh, thank you so much for taking time. Um, now for the last part for this interview, um, mm. I'd like uh, to talk uh, with you about our Rock Antenna Hall of Fame. Um, we started our own Rock Antenna Hall of Fame um, in 2019 um, with three categories, band, vocalist and instrumentalist. Could I ask you, who would you uh, vote for? Mm. So in the category band. I think Foo Fighters. Yeah, why? There's just something about them. They're very commercial yet very raunchy and I don't think there's any pretensions with Dave Grohl. I find that his drama has become a front man and I, I have respect for the man. Mm -hmm. I think he's very, very good and I could kill him for being this good, you think? <laughs> Dave Grohl, yeah, he, he just, he's a man, he could do everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, he's, and he's, he doesn't seem to be um, an, an English expression. He doesn't seem to be up himself. He's yeah. very, uh, very down to earth. Absolutely. I totally agree. <laughs> Good. Um, well, and then in the category vocalist. There's somebody just after Brian Adams that I really say again. Yeah. The early ones. No, I Brian agree. Adams, who else was there? Uh, Tina Turner, Matt Bellamy. Ah, uh, yeah. You see, there's something I like the way he leans and, oh, kind of operatic. I like that a lot. 
Yeah, it's crazy, like, the range his voice has. <laughs> yeah, I very, yeah, it'll have to be him. I like Brian, and, but Brian's, Brian's had it before, probably. The accolade of being a great singer, so I think Bellamy. Okay, all right. And then uh, there's uh, the last category, instrumentalist. I think it'll have to be David Gilmour, because I think he's, he's very tasteful. Uh, Richie Blackmore, very tasteful, too. Um, I'd say probably Dave Gilmour. Sorry, you must say David these days. Did you know that? It's David Gilmore. David, yeah, David Gilmore. It's no longer Dave. We get older, you see, and we like our proper names. <laughs> well, then, uh, thank you so much for that. You know, our rules um, for this uh, Rock Antenna Hall of Fame are uh, you have to be in the music business for at least uh, 20 years and you have um, to have significant influence on no, so the I can rock have and two. Magazine. I can have two votes per person. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you can, you, can, you can go online and just vote as, as much as you want and then you can win a, a concert trip. <laughs> Oh, I'd love that. That was what you, that's another English term is be a busman's holiday. Going to a concert to me is kind of kind of weird. The last concert I went to was the Eagles in 207. and the last time before that was the Eagles in '79. Really? I, I don't. I don't really go to. I find it, it apart from anything else. I look at whomever it is and think, wow. I know what they're doing showbiz wise, and they always seem better than me. And I, I won't go and see show people if we're on festivals. I won't go and see people on before or after us because... You're getting I nervous? It unnerves me, yes. I find, oh. wow, they're better, better than us. So I don't, I don't look. That's insecure, right? That's really insecure. I just don't look. <laughs> I think you don't have to be, but it's really... I don't know. I think it's really down to earth for you to say that. Like, I really like that. You're very truth, humble. The truth, the truth <laughs> is sad, I tell you. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a real, real pleasure um, talking to you. Francis Rossi of Status Quo. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, ma'am. <laughs> Take care and uh, yeah, see you on the road, hopefully. Right. That'll be nice. Take care now. All right. Bye-bye. Thank bye you. Bye-bye. Whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Subscribe to our channel for more rockin' podcasts.